How good would it be if you could get someone else to pay for your clothes? What about getting paid to write your own book? What about generating thousands of new subscribers without spending a cent? And the big kahuna, finding new copy clients without picking up the phone. All this and more is possible with partnerships, but not your average partnerships. We're talking about strategic partnerships and how copywriters like you, new and experienced, can leverage partnerships to build your copywriting business quickly. Hello, I'm Bernadette Schwert, and this podcast is brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre and the Australian School of Copywriting. Together, we are the creators of Australia's most popular copywriting courses for those who are serious about becoming professional copywriters. But how do you get started to see if it's for you? Check out copyclub.com.au and discover a raft of templates, checklists, videos and more to help you kickstart your new side hustle. And today I'm speaking with Katrina McCarter. Now, Katrina is a marketing and partnership strategist, and she works with business owners to help them unlock new opportunities for their business by creating partnerships that work. So you might be thinking, what even is a marketing partnership? Isn't that for the big corporates? Can a tiny micro business like your copywriting business be big enough to attract a partnership? The answer is yes, it can. Now, I invited Katrina onto the podcast today because I know copywriters starting out building their business, have one or more of the following issues. They are either time poor and they're working two jobs, one for someone else, maybe one for themselves and looking after the family. They're cash poor. They don't have a lot of income coming in from the copywriting business yet. So they don't really want to spend money that they haven't made. And lastly, they're not even aware of what partnerships are, what they can do and how profitable they can be. So we're here today to find out how partnerships can help you find clients, build relationships and create a flourishing copywriting business. So welcome, Katrina. Oh, wow. What an introduction. You just described me 10 years ago in my very first business. Is that right? Absolutely. Probably a great place to start. What was your background that led you into this, Katrina? Oh, look, I I went into business in 2011, 39. At the age of 39 with three young kids and I just went, it is now or never. I desperately wanted to be an entrepreneur to really test myself out and see what I was made of. And I launched an online shopping website for mums. And, you know, I was that time poor woman that, that, that you described and I didn't have a whole lot of funds. And so I had to be really creative about how I was going to build that business. And that's actually how I discovered marketing partnerships. Can I share the story? I'd love to hear it. Look, I um, I had raised a small amount of capital um, to to launch this business, and um, you know I'd had many awkward kind of coffees with men on St George's Terrace in Perth, trying to pitch my idea for this for this shopping website. And within six months, I'd I'd amassed a small amount of money, and but I was really terrified of actually investing, you know, my share my shareholders' money. So I was very careful about um, how I spent my advertising dollars. And I remember doing my first print uh, campaign and um, there were absolute crickets. I placed an ad in in a parenting magazine and I may as well have thrown the $300 out the window. And it was just that awful moment of this is just not going to do anything for me. And I remember reaching out to another woman who had an online parenting website and we kind of exchanged our parenting, uh, our, our startup stories with each other. And 
as we spoke, I said, hey, would you like to run a competition with me? And as the mode of entry, people would need to sign up to both of our websites uh, to enter the competition. And she went, yes, I am in. She said, but let's go and invite someone else as well to join us. So I put on my big girl pants and I reached out to the largest online parenting community in Australia at that time. And I spoke to the owner of that business and I said, listen, there's two of us getting together and we are going to run this online. Uh, We're going to run this joint competition. And if I could find a really fantastic prize, would you be interested in joining us? And to my surprise, they said yes. So I spent the next couple of weeks organising a fantastic prize and I managed to get someone to donate or to provide us with two Thermomixes, which were incredibly desirable at the time. And over the next 10 days, we ran a joint competition and I added more than 7,000 new members to my website, which uh, to to put it uh, in other terms, if I had gone out and done that via paid advertising, it would have cost me in excess of $10,000. So for me to add 7,000 new members to my shopping website was for, for $50, which was the cost of the graphics and a bit of my time to negotiate the competition. That for me was a massive revelation. And I then went out and I replicated that same partnership that collaborative work and with a number of other online parenting communities that shared the same audience that I had but weren't in direct competition with me and I was able to grow that business to a community of 150,000 mothers across Australia before I sold that business five years later. So that for me is just one example of how marketing partnerships can really grow a business and it meant that I spent nothing on advertising at all. You know what I love about that story is you've kind of demonstrated what a partnership is, you know, because that was actually my next question. There's all versions of partnerships where I think a lot of people listening might be thinking, oh, that's for, you know, the banks, you know, for the Grand Prix, for the Melbourne Cup, you know, these big partnerships. But let's let's maybe even define what are the partnerships that you work with? What does that actually mean? Yeah, look, when I talk about a marketing partnership, I'm talking about where two or more businesses come together for mutual gain. So um, they're not in direct competition with each other, but they share a common audience. The other thing that you're wanting to have with a marketing partnership is is the businesses that come together have the same business ethics. So the same business beliefs and values that you have as well. You know, as you've been speaking also, Katrina, think of the copywriters listening. Not only can they benefit from this material about themselves and who they can partner with. I mean, even just right then, a competition with a complementary supplier is an ideal scenario. But more than that, they can think about, well, when I'm working with a client, maybe I can think up some partnership ideas for them. And then they become the broker or the facilitator between those two ideas or those two partners. And they write the copy for them. You know, so this is not just for the copywriter themselves. This is for their clients as well. Absolutely. But there's so many ways that you could partner uh, with another, how you could, you might use um, uh, a marketing partnership as a copywriter. So you might use it to actually position your business. 
So um, you might use it to actually reduce your operating expenses. So that was one thing that I really hone in and use marketing partnerships to improve my profitability by reducing my operating costs. Another way that you might use it is to increase your leads. You might use it to grow your database of prospective clients, which is how I was using it in my first business. You might use it to create an entirely new income stream, potentially, or you could use it as a as a value add um, to your product or, or service that you're offering out in the marketplace. So there's many different ways to use marketing partnerships to allow you to reach your business goals only faster. You know, you talked to me about your book um, that was sponsored by Zero. Can yes. you talk to me about that? Because I think that's a really nice idea. And that, yeah. that kind of feeds into your business goals, you know, working with a, a partner who has similar goals. So maybe talk us through how that partnership worked. Sure. So in um, in 2015, I launched my second business, and that is Marketing to Mums. And it's a marketing consultancy that helps businesses attract more mothers to their business. And as part of launching that business, uh, I wrote a book and um, there are quite a lot of costs involved in producing. I was self-publishing my book and but I wanted it so desperately to stand up next to any other book in the trade so that if a publisher looked at it, they would think that it was of, of a similar quality. So for me, I wanted to make sure that I had a really fabulous editor. That was so important to me because I was having a lot of imposter syndrome about the fact that I was writing a book in the first place. And so um, I found this fantastic editor, but obviously she came at a price and I needed to be, I needed to find a creative way to help fund that. And I thought my book is written for um, people who are targeting mothers, their business owners, small business owners uh, who want to attract more mothers to their business. I knew that it was more likely to be a mother, uh, a business owner who was wanting to attract more, more mothers to their business that was going to read my book. And I thought, who else is trying to speak or communicate with that audience? Now, I knew that women were entering business at three times the rate of men and had been for more than a decade. And I thought, and they were predominantly going into small business. So I had to think about it. And I thought, Zero, the accounting software providers, must be looking at this, at this segment of the market. So I put together a partnership pitch and um, I approached them uh, to sponsor, to be a sponsor of my book. And that was going to fund my fantastic editor. And so I put in about a three or four page pitch um, explaining, you know, what it is that I could offer and what the investment required would be. And after three or four, probably about three weeks over the telephone doing some negotiations, they came on and became a sponsor of that book. Um, and uh, that was, there were some great benefits for them in terms of things that I was doing for them. Um, and for me, I was able to fund my fantastic editor for my book. What a great story. What did they want from you? You know, what did you have to do in the book to acknowledge their involvement? 
Yeah, so um, certainly uh, there were opportunities for for me to speak and and recommend uh, Zero. So it was a it was a platform that I was using anyway, and I really liked it. So I could speak very authentically about it. There was also some communications through my social media and my LinkedIn community. I've got a large LinkedIn community, and I also had um, my online shopping community as well that had a number of uh, business owners um, as part of that community. So I was able to do some social media posts as well. So it's all about finding, um, really getting a feel for what someone's trying, what another party is trying to achieve and the things that you could do for them to help them achieve their goal. And then, you know, what it is that they could do for you. What you're always trying to get is this equal exchange of value. Um, that's and it's perceived, but you have to have um, you have to have a clear understanding of what it is that you could offer that could be valued. And I know that this is often a difficult thing uh, for a lot of business owners to work out exactly what what they've got to play with. But look, to any copywriter listening, I would say you know a whole lot of complementary businesses. You could you could easily uh, make introductions on behalf of your clients or um, or on behalf of another business. So certainly introductions can be very, very valuable to, to, another, to another business that you might collaborate with. So with the zero story, I, I guess the copywriters listening might be thinking, well, how do you know who to pick and talk to? You know, it seems like it's a monolith, these companies. How do you get in and find that right person to talk to? A really great question. I am actually an advocate for going in cold. A lot of people uh, will not um, pitch to an organisation unless they've had an introduction, that warm introduction. Um, I'm someone who lives by the hashtag be bold. Um, and it served me very, very well. It hasn't always served me, um, but I certainly am willing to play the small probabilities because imagine if someone receives that and actually says yes, and I've had that happen now so many times that I'm further encouraged um, to, to always reach out. So I do a lot of homework on LinkedIn um, in terms of researching who might be the most appropriate person, but typically you're looking for a senior marketer. Um, some organisations will actually have a partnership manager, but I tend to go in through the marketing department or even uh, the CEO, or if it's another small business, the small business owner. So talking about copywriters, and what kind of partnerships do you think they could investigate? What would be a logical connection, do you think? Yeah, great question. So I would start with who is that copywriter's most profitable or ideal client? And um, you think about the journey of their ideal client and who are all the businesses that their ideal client interacts with that are complementary to copywriting. So that might be a graphic designer, uh, that might be an accountant, that might be someone in the legal services. Let's actually talk real stuff, I, th I think, Katrina. I get a lot of students who want a niche. And um, so let's say they want a niche in financial services, maybe, uh, you know, accountancy or, you know, um, insurance or whatever it might be. Can we talk maybe through the lens of that specific example? What would be um, a good pathway for them? 
Sure. Okay. So if I was playing in financial services, I would be seeking to potentially have a positioning partner. So someone that, uh, someone in the financial services that is really well respected, um, I would certainly be seeking out a partnership with them um, and looking at what is something that you might be able to do for them that allows you um, to, to work with them um, and have them recommend you to other other people. So that might be an association within oh, yeah. financial services. So yeah. certainly associations can be wonderful partners and I frequently will partner with associations in different industries. Um, so that would be kind of top top of top of my lens. Um, but I would be having a look at um, who are there really uh, sought after financial services in, in each of the subcategories. So let's say um, banking. Um, if you are a really innovative um, copywriter who does things a little bit differently, I would be looking at partnerships that I could that I could form with other financial service organisations that that are seen to be quite innovative in the market. So that might be a digital bank, uh, for instance. Um, so have a look at how you can kind of reinforce some of your um, brand values and positioning with who you partner with as well. That for me would be more of a positioning partner. If I was then looking at uh, a lead generator, uh, again, always go to the associations. Uh, that would be a wonderful, wonderful place for, for you to work with. Um, but I would be looking at who are the other complementary businesses that also specialise in the financial service market. You might find that there are web designers or that there are uh, graphic designers that really focus in on the in the financial services sector, I would definitely be looking at these as complementary businesses that you could partner with. Um, so that would be something that I would be seeking mm. out straight away. And what kind of offer would you go to these graphic designers or web designers with? What would you say to them? Like, you know, what's the pitch? Oh, look, it's going to depend very much on what your business objectives are. So the very first thing that I do when I start with a client who wants to learn about marketing partnerships is what are your business objectives? Because your partnerships must satisfy your business objectives. Otherwise, they're a waste of your time and energy. Well, let's say it was a lead generation campaign. Okay, so you're wanting to find lead generation, uh, if, if I'm wanting to seek out lead generations, what my pitch might be um, could be as simple as a referral arrangement where I might um, have a an agreement with a web designer that for any any of my clients that I refer to their business, that they pay me 10% of whatever my client invests and vice versa. So it might be a simple kind of 10% kind of referral arrangement. Otherwise, it might involve no money whatsoever. And frequently, part marketing partnerships don't. It might be simply, I'm going to um, do a newsletter and refer to uh, the article that you might have written for me and I am also able to write an article um, that goes out to your database of clients um, about you know five things to to uh, consider when you choose a copywriter so it can be just a, a content exchange as well um, something else if I was doing lead generation I would have a look at where the uh, in where my ideal client 
digest media. So because I think content marketing partnerships are really important. And I always say to my clients, they should have at least one or two content marketing partnerships. And what I mean by that is their media agencies that you might write for uh, that might regularly publish your work. For example, I regularly contribute to uh, Flying Solo that has a lot of my ideal clients. And so I write at least, you know, four to six articles a year for, the, um, for, for that, for that organisation. That keeps my profile up and it also provides an opportunity for me to have uh, a link through to my website as well which we know is very important from an SEO perspective, Correct. which is called domain authority. So if you're going to choose a, a marketing partner, maybe check out the domain authority um, before you do to make sure that their scoring is as high as it needs to be. It, it's funny, you, what I think is really interesting about this conversation, Katrina, is um, I've been doing partnerships for years and I've never really actually thought of them as marketing partnerships. I just thought yeah. of them as an, as an alliance. I'll give you one of the things I started with, you know, your, your origin story of how you built your business was how I built the copy school was uh, Women's Network Australia was very important to me. That was an association, you know, a women's group for business. And they kindly let me speak um, at their lunches at, you know, maybe four or five per year. And it was only 20 minutes, but I got in front of maybe 200 women who were small business owners who were ideal for me. So, and I gave them an offer at the end of the lunch, you know, a, a template or whatever it might be. And within not very long, I had hundreds and hundreds of people on my database and that really launched my business, you know. So I think what you've, you're doing for me, just listening is going, giving me a new definition of what partnerships really are and giving it a bit more formalization to some degree, you know, so yeah. just a, a chat and a conversation. It's, it's a bit more formal. It can be more formal. Yeah, and absolutely. And that community is getting the opportunity to have, you know, yourself as a wonderful speaker um, at their event. So that's what's in it for them. So um, there are there are mutual benefits for both parties. That's, that's really, so I see it quite broadly. But for me, I see this as a way of doing business. If you can use marketing partnerships um, to help you achieve your business goals, you're going to have far less reliance on the need for any kind of paid advertising ever. And so it's a great way to uh, keep your costs down, um, keep your profile up and also be generating a lot more clients. And also what's so useful for copywriters listening is that the essence of this is often content, a blog an article, um, you know, a flyer, a webinar, an event, and it all requires copy. So for, for, for us as copywriters, we kind of, it, it lends itself so nicely to doing these content partnerships because a lot of people can't write the articles that need to be exchanged. So they Absolutely. need to hire a copywriter. So we are the copywriters. We can do this. So we are, you know, in the sweet spot to be leveraging these kinds of partnerships so obviously. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes. And and as I say, I'm always talking to my clients, you must have a couple of content marketing partnerships in play. Mm. So what kind of tips would you give people in terms of building those relationships or partnerships? Let's say they've never, they haven't been in business, you know, they've been bringing up children for a number of years, and they've really stepped out of the business community, and that their network is maybe low or limited. Any suggestions on what they can do to reach out effectively and efficiently? Yeah, I love the word efficiently at the end there. I, I'm First up, I would say always be really clear on what it is that you're trying to achieve. Otherwise, you can waste a hell of a lot of time. Um, I'm really conscious of people's time. Um, I would say, so, so yes, start, start with your business objectives. 
as I said earlier, I'm a big believer in going in cold. You don't necessarily have to have these incredibly big networks uh, to be successful with marketing partnerships. You just really clearly need to have a good understanding of what it is that you've got to play with. So understanding what assets you can leverage um, and what it is that you're trying to achieve. But you also need to kind of do a little bit of research in terms of your prospective partners around who would make an appropriate partner for you what might be of value to them and then you really need to reach out and start having conversations in terms of the um a lot of copywriters are introverts you know yes. their nature is to prefer to be behind the computer and not to be speaking or you know presenting so i think this lends itself quite nicely to that as well you know that these 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 content exchanges um these referrals don't have to be meeting up in person or doing something on the stage they can actually be quite uh, low touch and also uh, sometimes the negotiation can also be fairly low touch as well. Um, in the instance of Zero that we were talking about earlier, I never met them in person. Everything was done via the telephone and email. Um, so there's lots of different ways of doing things. Um, I have a general framework that I work towards with, with my marketing partnerships that I teach my clients. Um, but but it is still, it still does have some flexibility. And it, and I really always say to my clients, play to your strengths. So if you are the big video person and you're really comfortable on doing that, you can pitch via a video. If that's not your thing, um, you can put it into a proposal. And I imagine a lot of the copywriters are going to feel far more comfortable having a, a written proposal that they use to do their pitch. Play to your strengths. You've just It'd be great just to brainstorm a couple of ideas just for copywriters listening because you've just talked about video production. I mean, they're a logical partner, you know, like a copywriter who has a little bit of, you know, extroversion would like to maybe get some videos done. Then wouldn't it make sense to use a video production company mm -hmm. and then at the end of the video maybe promote them or talk about their services throughout, you know. Can we come up with any ideas right now about, I mean, I've got one while, while I've just put you on the hot speed. Hot yeah. Speed. I'll, I'll, I'll tell one and maybe you can come up with some as well. But again, I didn't even know this was a partnership, but back many years ago, I uh, collaborated with a graphic designer, a business coach, a, um, a photographer and, and myself, and we just put on an event. And we just literally booked a night. I think it was you know two months hence. And uh, the graphic designer did the, the postcard. I wrote the copy. Um, someone else did the database. And we all sent out this little email and postcard to our databases and respectively there was probably I don't know, many thousands of people on that database in total we had it at an, um, a wine tasting some cheese I gave a 20-minute chat graphic designer gave 20 minutes and so forth and it was kind of like this business building night but it was I can remember it was the easiest thing in the world to organize because there was four or five people doing it we all had a little remit and each person did their strength and um, you could do that with an IT consultant. You could do it with a web developer. You could do it with a graphic designer, anything to do with copywriting. Business coaches are great because they often have lots of clients as well. So I thought I'd just share that because people may not want to be a speaker, but even just 20 minutes talking about how to write a headline. And if you've done any of my courses, you know how to write a headline and you, you'll know more than other people. So you don't need to be an expert. 
to just be giving five or 10, 15 minutes chat of what you do. So look, there's some ideas that I just thought I'd share because I was doing partnership without even realizing it. What are Absolutely. Ideas? Well, look, certainly just in terms of coming together and working with someone else, you could do it far more simply. So rather than taking on, you know, the big event and, and the possible expense of, of a venue, but, you know, split between four or five businesses, we are now in the age of Zoom. Um, we are all working uh, virtually. You could actually team up with one other player, which might be the web designer, and run a joint webinar on, um, you, you know, six considerations you need to make when when designing your your webinar, uh, sorry, your website, and uh, you might have three copy things and three more technical website things and literally come together on doing that. Whoever signs up to uh, to that webinar could also be signing up to your website, um, to your newsletter, but you could also have a pitch at the end for either a joint product um, to create a new income stream, or um, you might want to sell your services separately. But that can be a really great way. And in fact, I have successfully collaborated with um, someone else in the business community who does have a large community uh, to uh, to run one of my programs. And that created a, a whole new income stream for my business over the past two years. So that's a really simple way to do it, just teaming up with one person. And I think it's always great first and foremost to do something quite simple mm -hmm. um, if if you're kind of new to collaborating and marketing partnerships. So if you can start with something like that, then you can kind of get more creative and do some of those more left field things. And I find the left field ones, you know, really fun and unexpected, but um, they require a little bit more thought as well. So I, I would start with something, you know, quite simple where it's just an exchange. I'll post out about what you do. You post out about what I do. Um, let's see what happens. Um, then if you feel like there it's it's working well then it might be time to have a meeting to explore you know what else could we really do to help each other what is it that one of the questions I always ask when I'm meeting with another business is who do you who is your target market who's your audience um, and what is it that you're really trying to get done this year if I know those two pieces of information first up I'm trying to work out well have we got a match on on audience and if we do then I want to understand what it is that you're trying to get done and as soon as they've told me that I'm thinking about all the things that I might be able to help them with um, and then um, I'm I'm thinking about well what is it that they could do for me, and then that can lead into a conversation around a marketing partnership. It's nice words coming through too, Katrina. You know, how can I help them? You know, how can oh. I be of service? You know, and I think this is where it needs to be. I mean, this is the way I I do business anyway. Is you know always give in in respect to get. Uh, and even if you don't get from that particular person, you're going to get it from somewhere else. You know, it's the karmic life. Um, but I think more than ever, these partnerships need to be firstly, how can I be of service and value to this other person? Can I just say on that, that is su such an important part and you will absolutely differentiate yourself out in the marketplace by leading with what you can do for others. I can't tell you at the moment the influx that I'm getting into my LinkedIn box, uh, into my LinkedIn message box and my email about people that are pitching me ideas or wanting to sell something to me. I call them the blah, blah, blah pitches or the me, me, me's um, because it's 
it's always about themselves. It's not about how they can be of service. And I think if you lead with, hey, I'm really, you know, I saw this, I thought it was really interesting, um, uh, you know, love to explore how I might be able to help you, uh, sends, sounds so much better than you just trying to pitch that you are trying to get more leads. Uh, you open up a discussion and mm. see if you can uh, see if you can help each other. And that's what copy is. It's identifying your target market, working out what's in it for them and leading with that, you know, oh, leading with the benefit rather than the feature. Absolutely perfect then for the copywriting industry to be exploring partnerships. It makes complete sense. And there's one partnership I really want to talk to you before we um, we wrap up and find out how people can get in touch with you. But the you talked to me um, offline a while back about a clothing sponsorship that you got when you speak. I so want to know that because oh, okay. I'm the least stylish person around. I need to be dressed and styled. Who knows that? Oh, I love that. So that was probably one of the more left field ones. I use partnerships for everything that I do. So um, I do quite a lot of speaking uh, around Australia and pre-COVID I was in and out of a plane. And one of the things that you need to know about me is I hate ironing. Um, so I had found I had found a designer that had these wonderful wrap dresses that looked good on me um, and I could wrap them into a ball and throw them into, into my bag and, and fly off and I I could arrive and I wouldn't have to iron iron the dress. And that for me was a major bonus. Oh, you're talking to me. <laughs> this is so true. And then I thought, look, if I'm wearing these dresses all the time, I'm in front of a you know quite a, a strong female audience. Um, surely the designer might want to supply these to me. Um, and so I made an approach, you know, using my be bold, I made an approach to the designer and heard crickets. And I thought not to be, you know, never take just no response the first time. I thought, let me try another way. Um, and I approached them through their customer service team. And um, my proposal had a whole lot of photos. I'd recently had a photo session. I happened to be dressed in a whole lot of their clothes anyway. So it featured a, a, a number of their clothes. Um, and they agreed to, uh, to provide me with dresses. So for a period of about six to nine months, I, I was wearing, they only wanted me to wear new season uh, uh, clothes of theirs rather oh, than... Sure. Yes. So they would send, you know, I would say, well, I like that one on the website and they would send it down to me. I would wear it and I would literally put it back in a, in a postal bag and post it back to them. Um, and unless it was one that I just simply couldn't part with, in, in which case we were able to work something out. But um, that was a great opportunity for them to be in front of um, uh, professional women who were their audience um, and to have, you know, to be photographed. I would make always make sure that I was photographed in their, in their dress. Um, and here we are. We are talking about, you know, the designer as, as well. So, um, yeah, that was that was just one. I did another one, which uh, might interest uh, uh, your listeners, which was with Sendal. They're actually a technology courier uh, courier platform to uh, to select a courier to to move goods. And after I had secured Zero as my as sponsor for my book, um, I then went up to uh, the post office to find out how much it was to post my book, and went, "Oh, that is going to be expensive." Who else is trying to talk to my small business audience? And so I made an approach to uh, Sendal and um, said, you know, we're both talking to the same audience. Is there some interest in, um, in looking at ways that we could collaborate? 
Um, and they said, oh, we've never done anything like this before. And I said, so? <laughs> um, so it led to a conversation and um, they actually distributed um, my book for the first year. Um, wow. Yeah. So um, there are lots of different, and, and that's why I'm saying people say, well, how can I use them in my business? And it, it, and it really comes down to, well, what is it that you're trying to get get done? You know, yeah. what what are your business goals? Because they really have to serve that. Um, otherwise, you really are wasting your time. Trent, that is a, a wealth of information. It's so creative. So well done. So you, you do run courses on this, don't you? you? You help people identify their marketing partnership opportunities. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, look, um, over the last five years, um, I have had this little tap on the shoulder from other small business owners and entrepreneurs saying, hey, look, I've been watching you get all, all of these partnerships. Could you do it for me? And rather than just, you know, doing a one-off partnership negotiation for them, I said, I'd much prefer to teach you how to do this for yourself because it's just going to open up a whole new world of opportunity for you. And so two years ago, I started running a program uh, just teaching business owners and, and entrepreneurs the same framework that I use, that I've been using now for the last decade, so that they can identify and negotiate their own marketing partnerships. So I've now got um, a business called Partnership Mastery. And uh, I run a six-week program and it's really the how-to of marketing partnerships. So it's going through that framework. It's made up. We do a weekly masterclass together and we also do fortnightly Ask Me Anything sessions and that's really a group coaching opportunity. Um, and I set homework kind of each week for, um, for students to do. But they really walk away very clear about what it is that they could offer who might be an appropriate um, partner for them and what they need to do to pitch and how to put together that pitch document. So I provide them with templates. They actually see some of the proposals that I've successfully used as well and see some of the scripting as well that, that I have successfully used. What yeah. a great package because it's one thing to think it and try it, but it's another to actually follow a proven process where you can see people have already done it. So I imagine that's, imagine what you could achieve with one partnership. It'd probably pay for the course in no time. Well, yeah, look, I've had, I've had someone after the first week go out and um, actually, I will say that they had some partnership experience already. So I, I will, will qualify, but, but they went over and were, were able to pay for the course many times over mm. in, a, in their first negotiation. So um, it just opens up a lot of opportunity and that's really what I'm about. I'd much prefer to teach people how to open up that opportunity for themselves. Some people then start, you know, in a kind of week three or four, some people go, oh, my God. God, I get it. Mm. Um, and they go, opportunities are everywhere. It's like, where do I start? But then it's really about bringing them back down to uh, getting some laser focused about what's the most appropriate for them and what's going to serve them best. Wonderful. And what a great segue. So let us know how to get in touch with you if people are interested. Oh, absolutely. Please head over to partnershipmastery.global um, or you can email me directly. I'm hello at partnershipmastery.global um, is, uh, is a great way to get hold of me. Katrina, it's been an absolute joy talking to you. So refreshing and vital and so exciting about what's, you know, what's possible. So thank you. Oh, really big thank you to you, Bernadette. Um, it's been wonderful to have the opportunity to chat today. 
So there you have it, the power to create partnerships that can take you from zero to hero without spending a cent. I'll leave you with this sobering thought. I want to die peacefully in my sleep, like my father, not screaming and terrified like his passengers. My tip for the day, never ever send work to a client without it not passing the 24-hour rest test. Write it, let it sit for at least a day, a week or even two, even better, and then send it. Newly written work is never, ever as good as we think it is. To find out more about our short courses and how you can become a professional copywriter, head over to writercenter.com.au and copyschool.com and connect with me on LinkedIn to stay in touch. I'm Bernadette Schwert. All the best. Take care and bye-bye.